Hey everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Sarah. And we're sisters who just so happen to be best friends. We're here to unpack all of the unexpected moments that come with early adulthood and hope to uncover a more meaningful life, one conversation and cup of coffee at a time. This is Mocha's In The Meantime. Hey everybody and welcome back to Mocha's In The Meantime. It's Rachel here. And Sarah. And welcome back. I know it's been a little bit. Um, just we don't. Just... <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. We don't really. I would say we don't have a good reason why we haven't been around. We've just been kind I mean, of. I don't know. Focusing I think on other things. A, yeah, I think it's just been a busy time, and both of us got a little bit lost in our own responsibilities outside the podcast. But yeah. it was always in the back of our minds. But I think. Lately, I've had kind of a recurring desire to get back to recording, and mm-hmm. finally we're here, so we're back. Yeah, and- we are back for good, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, we're just hoping to be very consistent after this and just continue with our every other week schedule as planned, um, and we want to kick it off with this episode, which is actually our finale of season two it's kind of funny that we're back with our finale but it's okay (laughs) I think it's an important episode so it's worth exactly it's worth putting it out later rather than never um Mm -hmm. even though it's been a little while because we just have a lot to say because it's actually around the anniversary of the first year of um our podcast being around I think I think we started in June of 2020 if I'm yeah it's been so it's been a little it's over it oh we missed the first birthday (laughs) I know we did but this is like a belated birthday of it episode um because we're gonna really be (laughs) diving into kind of just our reflections about the first year of being podcasters Mm -hmm. yeah you want to call us (laughs) yeah and just learn what we've learned along the way and some of the hiccups we've had yeah just some of the you just I, I guess we wanted to talk more about some of the guests we had like how the planning of that went and just if we had any advice for other people who are creating podcasts um so it's yeah. a very informal just kind of fun episode of reflecting and um yeah I think it'll be a really good one yeah and before all that we wanted to jump into our question of the week which is our new segment where we ask a random question at the beginning um and the question Uh we thought of which we thought was fun is what is the last concert you went to and what is the next concert you're going to and we thought this was exciting because you know covid you know put a wrench on live music for a long time so Mm. it's really exciting that we're finally having opportunities to see people live again so yeah 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 do you want to go first sure so the last concert I went to um when I saw the Jonas Brothers (laughs) it was in 2019 they were incredible we were in like the second to last row I think like way in the nosebleed seats but it was so much fun and if you're a 2000s kid you know how impactful the Jonas Brothers are on life. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're like they're a huge part of our childhood. Yeah. Like all those songs are still 
memorized in my brain and I just feel like their comeback was so iconic and the fact that they were able to make such a good album now Mm -hmm. and grow as artists not just like stick to their old like (laughs) image was so cool because I feel like solo careers (laughs) yeah (laughs) Joe Jonas had a little stint and same with Nick Jonas (laughs) Nick and the administration isn't that what his band was called I didn't know he had a band administration or something (laughs) maybe but yeah I I just they were so exciting to just see the brothers back and I had never seen them as a kid so it was very exciting and just the energy of that stadium with so many people like college young adult age just Mm -hmm. living their childhood dreams you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm so excited because I'm going to a music festival which Uh, I can't believe I'm saying those words I just like I you know we just had no idea when things like that would be happening so the fact that that's happening I'm really excited it's Lollapalooza which is a Chicago-based four-day music festival I'm just going for one day because I just didn't want to spend the money on four days and it's a lot of intensity and I'm just time. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited though. It's also required to be negative for COVID or have your vaccine card. So I feel like they're doing the right thing to kind of help it be safer, um, even though it is outside. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited. We are seeing a lot of artists so I'm seeing definitely Meg the Stallion yeah <laughs> I'm really excited about and then there's this EDM group or person I don't even know it's called Slander though and they have a really really fun EDM like just jamming music <laughs> so we're gonna go to that and uh-huh. just like a lot of cool like indie bands are going like it's gonna be really fun and it's like a whole day of just fun and music yeah. with friends. I, just, I can't believe it. I, I've always so wanted good. to go. I, I used to not want to go to Lollapalooza. I used to think that sounded too overwhelming or something. But lately, the last mm-hmm. few years, I'm like, oh, that would be really cool to just have free reign yeah. around. Like, is it in Grant Park? Like, It is. Yeah. It's yeah, in so downtown. It's like this huge, huge area with different different concerts. You can see all yeah. happening simultaneously. Blech. That sounds so fun. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? I feel like it's interesting because the concert, I, the last concert I went to, and then the next concert I'm going to are they both kind of fell in my lap. Like Ooh. the one that, so the last concert I went to was in February of 2020, I think, and it was the first concert I'd been to in Seattle, also, and it was Rex Orange County. Mm, and I literally, him. I decided to go the day of because my friend was like hey I have an extra ticket my friend can't go like do you know who Rex is and I was like I know a few of his songs mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went with my friend and he he's a huge fan of Rex Orange County so I was like it was fun to go with him he's so um, good yeah and I enjoyed the concert a lot even not knowing a lot of the songs because I really liked him he was really chill and like he just came out in like jeans and a t-shirt and was like what's up everybody like he was just very chill <laughs> um Uh, So that was fun. And it was a pretty small venue. So it was great. And then um, the next concert I'm going to is like I was invited to go to and it's Modest Mouse and Future Islands. Modest Mouse? That that rings a bell. Do you know the song Float On? That's like 
That one and Lampshades on Fire are like the only songs I know. I don't, uh, but just that. Float name. on is the one that's like, all right, already we all float on. All Wait, right. that sounds like the show goes on by Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, they like borrowed it. Wait, who did Lupe or like, <laughs> the band? I think, I think Lupe Fiasco borrowed it from oh, Float Oh, really? On. Yeah, yeah. I, I know this. That melody was like, "All right, already the show goes on." It's that reminds me of when Jason Derulo stole "What What You Say" from "Hide and Seek" by Imogen Heap. When Dude, he's like, "Yeah, mm, what you say?" I know That's it as Imogen Jason Heap. Derulo, not yeah. The other no, one. it's I. I used to when I was younger, and then when I learned the song "Hide and Seek," I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not even." Anyways, so Mata, it's. It's Modest Mouse and Future Islands, and I'd never heard of Future Islands, but um, like my partner who I'm going with loves Future Islands, so he's really excited to go, and I'm excited too. I really like them; they're they're fun. Um, so we'll see. Nice. I, I'm still like learning some of the songs, and I have till September to like become more excited and like well versed about exciting. the bands. Because wow. I like to know, I like to know songs when I. Me too. Yeah, when I go, so I feel that. I think it'll, I think it'll be a fun concert based on like the vibes of both bands. Mm. So, nice. yeah, I think just to begin with talking about this last year of podcasting, I want to just extend a huge thank you to anyone who's made it this far into the episode and into our our podcast for real um, in general because. I wouldn't say we have a huge following or anything, but just the people who have given me feedback about what we're putting out, it's been largely just very positive and encouraging. And I'm really grateful for all of that. And for the people who are taking the time out of their busy lives to just spend some time with us Mm -hmm. because it means a lot. So I just wanted to start with giving that out. Yeah. Um, It's been really special to just hear the feedback. I I, I didn't I had this feeling of like no one will listen or something not even mm-hmm. in a self-deprecating way but just assuming that people in our lives wouldn't listen but we've had just such nice feedback from family and friends and like friends of friends even that yeah, yeah. really surprised me in a good way and just it means a lot to feel like we're reaching people in any way and just connecting with people in this weird way through us talking in a microphone (laughs) yeah I think it's I think it's also reopened relationships I've had in the past like some of my friends who I don't talk to that much or who live across the world have been like oh it's so nice to hear your voice you and your sister's voices and I'm like wow it is kind of a way to to feel like you're with somebody when you're not necessarily because mm-hmm. it's a very intimate setting I think a podcast is so for real yeah that's been an interesting thing I've heard from a few friends of like oh it's so nice to hear your voice like I miss you so much it feels like I'm with you sometimes you know which is really cool here yeah and we've had so many great memories too I feel like is there any like specific memories that you think of Sarah when it you think of some of your favorite moments or guests or anything hmm um I think hmm it's kind of hard to pinpoint a favorite memory but I think in the midst of the pandemic it was kind of a 
a way to have fun in the midst of a chaotic world because mm-hmm. we were both so stressed out during, I mean, we all were, but I just remember the two of us were very stressed about the world around us. And it was just like us and our parents all the time in the house. And it was a nice way to just kind of disconnect from what was happening around us and like go in our basement and just do something kind of creative. And I think because of the context of the pandemic, we really dove into it in terms of like the art for our logo or just brainstorming everything we had to do and making lists of what we had to do. Like we had like planning sessions that were contributing to a fun project that we cared about. So I think not that it wouldn't have been special before the pandemic, but like, I think having that as the landscape made it even more special and like important to us and just being in the basement together and kind of being goofy and like, it was fun recording in person. I think that was my, some of my favorite memories were when we were together in person doing it before I moved. Yeah, I agree. Um, when we started and most of the time we were recording we had such a weird (laughs) it was like such a (laughs) shambly setup like oh god yeah we were sitting on the floor of our basement which is really cold and like there's spiders everywhere (laughs) I'm down there right now but we we kind of spruced it up recently like (laughs) the pad yeah we kind of made it into more of a pad especially because of the podcast to have like a good setup but when we started we were just sitting on the floor and we were next to this table and we had Sarah's microphone balanced in between two um like dumbbell weights (laughs) because we don't the stand was broken on her microphone yeah it's so I should just get that fixed it's still not it's still broken like right now I currently have my microphone sitting in my Kleenex box to prop it up I love that too but yeah it was just this (laughs) funny setup and it just looked so silly with like the two dumbbells and we were like crouched together but just those fond like memories are just something I'll cherish forever. Yeah, it was kind of the golden days. Yeah, the young, scrappy, and hungry. I'm just thinking of the (laughs) Hamilton Hamilton. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think I I agree. I feel like thinking about how it started being just kind of this fun side project with like a crappy setup, but despite that, it was so important to us is really like a nice memory that I'll cherish very wholesome of us I feel. it was and there were some good guests as well that carry some of the best memories too I think reconnecting with Mr. Patton was one of my favorite memories Me because too. he was this teacher we we loved and we also just still talked about even years and years later mm-hmm. so I just remember that moment of when we video chatted with him to plan out the session and we were both really nervous yeah. and then he just came on and was like instant comfort Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I remember that moment really well. I remember that almost more than recording, to be honest. Like, I remember that yeah. day with him and, and talk, just catching up about Fremd and like asking, just asking him questions about what he thought of our episode ideas. And he was so on board. And so like, it was this big deal, I think, because we, you know, I think we are more comfortable asking our immediate friends to be on, but like, going outside of our comfort zone to ask someone that we hadn't talked to in years who was like more of a mentor teacher role was 
just a huge deal. It felt very like we really were pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone and we really believe had to believe in ourselves because I think we kind of had that imposter syndrome but we were able to push through it and it yeah. really paid off because it, it ended up being such an impactful conversation yeah I feel like it was nice to also talk to people we knew well because we were able to learn more about them so like with Christy and Lily who are maybe like you're obviously closer to them it was interesting for me to learn new sides of them that I hadn't fully gotten to know yet. Whereas with my friends, I feel like the same happened for you, but also for me, like with Angel or Lexi, um, Mm -hmm. who I, I know pretty well already, both of them, it was cool to kind of delve into a topic that I knew somewhat about, but not that much about like, like I didn't get as deeply into those topics with them in our friendship that I did on the podcast. And just talking to like Alana was really cool. Yeah. Um, The rabbi and Cantor um, just that was a very eye-opening episode because we talked about some deeper topics related to religion and so yeah there's just been so many guests that were awesome like really great I feel like guests in general were kind of the highlight episodes for me too I love our episodes as a duo I do but I feel like some of the some of the episodes we did with guests like Amelia too like our cousin when she talked about modeling like that's such a niche topic I knew nothing about at all Mm -hmm. so I think it was really valuable having her on yeah I think we just learned so much from the conversations we have with our guests not only was it fulfilling to talk to them and connect with them but also I feel like I just got so many new perspectives from being able to have conversations and interview them, ask them these questions that I don't think would have as easily came out organically, you know, maybe we mm. would have had those conversations off offline, <laughs> but at the same time, maybe we wouldn't have. Yeah. And on more of like a melancholy note, I also want to just say that Rach and I, wanted to just acknowledge on the podcast um, that Steve Koek, who was a guest on our um, podcast, he spoke about his father's experience in the Holocaust, actually passed away um, soon after we met up with him for the episode. And he was another guest that really opened my eyes to so many different aspects of like World War II and the Holocaust and like families being torn apart like what that was like for his father and then also how Steve um grew up learning about that stuff um and so I just wanted to say like it's hard to know quite what to say because it's really sad but um just we really loved Steve and like we just wanted to you know honor him and just acknowledge Mm -hmm. that like what happened um and also I think just express gratitude for the fact that we spoke with him just yeah. kind of on a whim and were able to learn so much about him and connect with him one more time um, yeah we're just so yeah. grateful that we had that opportunity because I don't know we just learned so much about him during this experience together and I'm just so grateful for those memories we have with him and just how much he impacted people's lives around him and my dad's life and his friends and family's lives so Mm. yeah we just wanted to mention that because he was a really impactful 
person in the world. Yeah. And and I think in our family too. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really, really upsetting, but, um, yeah, just wanted to say that while we're here and that for anyone out there who knows or like knew Steve, um, like we're with you and like thinking yeah. of him now to maybe transition, I guess, to some of the hiccups we've had in podcasting. Um, cause there were definitely some challenges and some like ups and downs. Definitely. It wasn't a smooth <laughs> ride. <laughs> Not, not the whole time. No, I feel like there's been just now they're all funny, but in the moment, sometimes they are really annoying (laughs) for real. So I guess like one of the first hiccups that we came across, um, was very early on before we even announced the podcast, really, um, we had thought of our podcast and the name that we initially had was called Mochas and Musings. And I had thought of this name like years ago, not that I even knew I was going to start a podcast, but I always thought like Mocha's Amusings would be such a good name for like a YouTube series or like a podcast. I just love the idea of Mocha's Amusings. So me Mm -hmm. and my sister, we, or you, you're right here. (laughs) (laughs) So I introduced that idea for the title of our podcast. We made a social media account called Mochas and Musings. We did our cover art, Mochas and Musings. We recorded our first episode, called it Mochas and Musings in the intro. And then I kid you not, like a few days before our first episode was set to launch, suddenly, out of (laughs) nowhere, this podcast shows up called Mochas and Musings on Spotify because we we were like horrible timing it was crazy and I had done the research like I searched Mocha's Amusings and nothing came up for a podcast on Apple Podcasts on Spotify right it was very new the only thing that I noticed was there was when we were creating Mocha's Amusings the Instagram there was an account called Mocha's Amusings but there was no followers there was no one that they were following and there was no cover photo and there was no bio and no photos. So I assumed Hmm. it was just this dead account, you know? Mm -hmm. So literally a few days before the podcast (laughs) drops, suddenly (laughs) there's like four episodes of Mocha's and Musings on Spotify and the Instagram is just blown up with like 10 photos. I just... It's kind of hilarious when you think about it yeah. now. That like, it was how? like the time. Maybe the person like saw us kind of getting up and running and but was like, oh, I have to act fast. Anything. But how did they know? We had nothing posted yet except for one photo, I think. And like it's not like like <laughs> how it was like creepy. It felt like there was like someone watching us that knew and just like jumped onto it. <laughs> It might have just been a really, really weird coincidence, but either way, we were so confused and upset and didn't know exactly what to do with ourselves. (laughs) I just, I just still can't believe that happened. We were very upset. We were distraught. We were really upset, like almost crying because we had put so much work into, you know, creating content surrounding that title and you know, we even explain why we called it Mocha's and Musings, like, and so basically we were like, we need to keep the coffee theme 
we want to to capture the same essence of coffee and conversation caps and chats (laughs) and yeah we had this list of like really bad ones where it was like just weird (laughs) stuff we were like thinking matches and laughs it was like matches and musings even though we hate matches but we were like I don't know what to do and then Sarah offhandedly was like mocha's in the meantime and and I was the one that was like ooh and she was like ew I don't like it basically (laughs) it was kind of like like, not a super serious suggestion but then the more we said it it out there off the tongue yeah and for some (laughs) reason it just something about it stuck with me and I was like mocha's in the meantime yeah it, it really ended up clicking better and now to this day I still think mocha's in the meantime is a better title everything everything always works out I feel yeah. like with this sort of stuff it feels like the end of the world and then eventually you problem solve to find something else yeah and I'm proud of yeah. our we really just made a full 180 and re-recorded things redid some of the content and it worked out great so now nobody can take mocha's in the meantime <laughs> <laughs> yeah now because now it's too official where there's yeah. too much social media and such hopefully hey guys it's editing rachel here <laughs> um i'm editing this over and i realized that we didn't include the kind of the conclusion to the whole mochas and musing saga um it turns out as i am checking right now that all of the podcast episodes and the instagram page of the Mocha's and Musings podcast is just completely gone. And I just think that is like the strangest conclusion to this story is that whatever this podcast was is completely gone now. And it'll just always be a mystery of, you know, who this person was and if they knew about us. And the fact that it's just not even existing anymore is so strange. And I I just thought I'd throw that out there because if you have any insights of this mystery, please let me know. (laughs) All right, back to the regular show. I also feel like some of the biggest hiccups during recording, like, stick with me. Like, (laughs) there was this one episode we recorded with Alana, um, who was a a pretty, you know, like a a guest that we were, had really prepared for and we had a lot of questions. And then, so it was going in, we felt very prepared. And then during our interview, my computer, it was my old laptop. It just died on us. Like it just, it just went black. (laughs) Literally (laughs) had no idea what happened. And so (laughs) we turned the computer on the zoom files were nowhere to be found the recordings. And we were just like, Oh my and god. We have been, been recording an hour for like or so or 45 hour minutes or maybe. Like we were almost done and we're just like it's not like with a friend where we could be like oh man like, let's start yeah. this over. It was with someone who's like working as a professional and is very busy and we kind of went out on a whim a little bit to talk with her and the content was so good. So it was pretty upsetting <laughs> and we rescheduled to like finish up the episode but luckily in the meantime we found, <laughs> we found the files we found the somehow files i somehow. scoured my laptop it took forever Sarah missed class. she missed class that day no i was there i just wasn't paying attention oh yeah you were just on mute in black screen and we were calling apple we were searching well it, it seemed more important that day yeah <laughs> yeah and somehow it came up 
and mm-hmm. and we then just finished the episode the next the next time we had it scheduled to re-record yeah so it, it, it wasn't the end of the world in the end because we just had to kind of pick up where we left off and finish up yeah but but it could have been worse exactly and I will note that Alana something that was really impactful with that experience was she drove to our house and dropped off books for me and Sarah as like a thank you for being on which was so nice of her because yeah I was just outside with my friend I remember and I saw her and I was like wait I think that's Alana (laughs) (laughs) and she was like oh I was just gonna put these in your mailbox like these books basically as like a little gift and that like things moments like that were just so special that never would have happened without this podcast so yeah yeah just yeah. like kind of broadening the community a little bit yeah one of our biggest hiccups was not just these external things that are more funny but I think we had our own internal imposter syndrome throughout this whole process I think I still do sometimes yeah me too um of just feeling like not super confident at all times with ourselves as podcast hosts and stuff and just feeling sometimes just getting anxiety I guess about even people that I'm not I feel very comfortable with just feeling a bit nervous about the idea of facilitating this conversation with them as a guest I Mm. think we've just really learned a lot about how to interview people and structuring things like this and being professional of setting up different meetings with them. And I've just learned a lot of skills, I think, and just Mm -hmm. having like a lot of internal growth from it as well. Yeah, I agree. I think also it's helped me with speaking skills a little, even though it's just us, because I'm thinking a little bit more about using like what language I'm using. And if I'm using a lot of filler words, like Mm-hmm. We both have insecurities about saying like oh, or, yeah. or kind of or that sort of thing. Um, and it's been an interesting exercise to think more about that through doing the podcast. And also, I think to come up against perfectionism, which is something I definitely yeah. have. I think I'm very, I can get very particular and like want things to be perfect before I put them out into the world. And I think mm-hmm. it's also been like a nice way to practice doing that because the episodes are never going to be perfect. Yeah. There's always going to be one little editing flub that I missed or, you know, one, one time I said, um, when I a little too much. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but it needs to just be authentic. And I sometimes when it's not perfect, that's when it's the best content. Like, I don't really want to just, I don't really want to just um, look and listen to perfect content. Yeah, because that just feels like you're reading off of a script or something. Yeah, or like it might be pleasant to watch, but it's not super realistic. Yeah, and and I think in the first few episodes, we I I specifically during the editing process was just editing out any sort of ums or likes or pauses Mm -hmm. or just second guessing a lot and just cutting it if I wasn't sure. And I think the more I went through the process of being a recording episodes, I 
was a little more chill when it came to editing. You'd, I thought, it, you know, you might think it would be the opposite that the more professional, quote unquote, you get with a podcast, the more you're editing. But mm-hmm. if anything, it taught me that just having these authentic banter mm-hmm. <laughs> or having this authentic banter together is more entertaining than having this perfect crispness of no likes and ums because at the end of the day we're not media trained people like we're not going to be perfect and Mm. I think some of my favorite podcasts are when it's just people chatting authentically with each other like friends no I I get that because and I think it was also just learning about how to articulate the ideas we wanted to that took some practice like we re-recorded a few episodes even at the beginning. And I, I think that that was actually a good thing in yeah. the end because it helped us realize what do we really want to get at the root of when we record? Because I think the mm-hmm. first episode I remember, it was about travel. We felt like we kind of, after we recorded, we were like, wait a minute, we want to emphasize this and that. And like, we wanted the root of the episode to be more like about be- having gratitude to travel and like reflecting on the experiences and I think we got too into like the nitty-gritty details of travel um, which was like fine but I think we were like wait a minute but this is what we want to put out that's most authentic to our brand as like a sister duo I think another thing that we have re-recorded once or twice was if our mindset wasn't there with recording we Mm. made the decision that it's not worth posting something if we in that moment weren't enjoying ourselves and felt like we weren't being our most our best selves I guess because yeah both of us have had we've had like one or two recording sessions where one of us was just in a bad mood or we were tired and like not in the recording vibe and it just translates when you listen back if we're not in the mood if we're not in it or Mm -hmm. distracted by being upset about something so I think you know that's something that we learned is important to be mindful of when we're recording and even in a few days ago we were going to record this episode and one of us just wasn't in the mindset and I was like you know what like we shouldn't do this until we're in the right mindset because it's not worth not enjoying ourselves or to like almost put on an act that we're really happy in a good mood if we're not um yeah that makes sense yeah I mean obviously I haven't been in the best mood of my life every time we record but just being mindful of if we're not if we don't think we're gonna feel happy at all recording it's not worth it for a subpar episode and it just takes some of the uh the fun out of the experience just makes it more of a chore which I really want to avoid because I think there's so much else we're doing every day that we should be enjoying what we're doing when we're doing this fun project but and I think overall that's been the case but that's a really good lesson I think both of us had was like you can't force anything and it's okay to show up not ready and then just reschedule Mm -hmm. like that's also fine doesn't have to go according to plan all the time exactly I think we've been consistently reminding ourselves of like, wait a sec, this is for us to 
express ourselves, to connect with people, to have fun, to mm-hmm. be creative. Like, why are we making this a to-do list that isn't fun? And I'd say like 95% of the time we're loving every second, but we've had these little moments where we kind of had to check ourselves of like, wait, like, I don't want this to be something that's stressful or not fun or not, you know, exciting to us. And I think we've definitely, I think, have a really good mindset on it. I guess for this is kind of segueing. I guess we already organically have been segueing to lessons learned um, throughout this time. But I think one list, ugh, one lesson that I learned is just how we work together in a way that we've never really been like on a project together, you know. And I feel like we learned a lot about how we work together, our strengths. Yeah, I think we both have different strengths and weaknesses. So in a way we complement each other pretty well, mm-hmm. you know, whereas I think in other situations I've been in with a team, sometimes it's harder when you're not siblings to be as honest with each other. Like, so mm-hmm. I think in a way that it's been interesting because we have more honesty, but yeah. then also it was like a new kind of relationship to have with you because yeah. I just wasn't being like let's talk this through or like let's work on this project or let's set deadlines for ourselves like I just wasn't used to that with you so I think it kind of Mm -hmm. transformed our relationship and brought us together and also highlighted like what you're really good at and what I'm really good at and how we could like complement those skills yeah because I think we really do have well we have some things in common personality wise but I think we do have different ways of working for sure yeah. And I, I think I learned that we work really well together, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like when we're, I mean, yes, we've had little tiffs here and there, <laughs> but they, they were nothing that intense. And again, it was more honest part of than, it. than other, I think if I was with a friend, I'm a people pleaser by nature. So it's harder for me to be as assertive. But when it comes to you, I feel more comfortable just calling you out or you calling me out. I'm not as upset by it, I guess. So, yeah, I think that's something I really want to work on with the outside world. (laughs) Same, though. (laughs) We've just had so much fun, Mm -hmm. like thinking of all these big ideas together of where we want the podcast to go long term. You know, we have like really (laughs) big dreams. It sounds cheesy, but we have a lot of ideas for the podcast and how to take our podcast into new avenues in the future. And mm-hmm. I think it's just been fun because I think we both have a, an imagination, like a passion, you know, we both kind of get excited about things in the same way. <laughs> if that makes we sense. Have a, we have a childlike wonder for the same yeah. kinds of things. And also like a, I think an ability to just talk about things in the future without like crushing it. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people don't really get it, but like we do, like we're both kind of like, oh, we could do this and that. And like, just kind of talk about it. Like it's real, even though it's not yet, but like, maybe it will be, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we also just wanted to offer some tangible advice. Um, in addition to lessons learned, just after this experience, things we, um, 
wanted to shout out if you are thinking about podcasting yourself, um, yeah. making sure that you have everything like kind of laid out before you start is really important. So if you want to use a microphone for audio quality, um, we'd recommend that if you have access to a mic, but if not, no worries. I don't think you absolutely need one, but it will really improve the audio quality. Yeah. I'll know right now because we're long distance. Only Sarah has the microphone. I'm hoping to get a new one um, to have here, but yeah, I, I mean, we're still making it work with just not as good audio quality as I'd want to on my end, but um, it's definitely doable, especially when you're first starting out and yeah. Yeah. So thinking about that, we put the mic that we use in our um, uh, description of the episode, just in case you're curious. Um, And then you need to think about where to record, uh, like what sort of platform you're going to use. So we used GarageBand when we were together in person. And then since we're long distance now, we just record right on Zoom and then uh, put the audio files into GarageBand for editing. Um, GarageBand is free on Apple computers and it's pretty user-friendly, but like not the best. I'd say it's, yeah, (laughs) you can get the hang of it if you do the bare, like just very simple editing, but it's a little annoying at first, but I'm also really bad at technology, (laughs) but I'm bad at technology and I can edit pretty easily at this point on it. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) I figured it out too. Like it's not the worst, but it's just something to think about, like, you know, especially if you don't have an Apple computer, I don't know as much about what you would use. People use Audacity, I think, mm. is another place to record. And I think you can edit on it as well, but I'm not as familiar. Um, and there's obviously ones you can pay for, but we just didn't want to do that if we had a free one. Yeah. Um, and then also thinking about where you'll upload it. So Rach and I really wanted our episodes to be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And so to do that, you record, you record, uh, Sorry, to do that, you upload the episodes to another platform and then they put it on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. The one that we use is called Buzzsprout. And so it's really simple. You just upload the audio file onto Buzzsprout on your account and then they just do all the, the rest of the work to putting it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And there's a free version, but it only allows two hours of content a month. So we upgraded to a paid version, but it's really not that much each month. Yeah. And the great thing about, or not GarageBand, um, Buzzsprout is that you get access to really interesting data. Like you can find out where people were listening in the world or cities, Mm -hmm. um, how many people are listening. There's like charts about like what your listening has looked like. So you can kind of see if you're increasing views over time where Mm -hmm. there's like dips in listens. So it's really interesting. I think, especially if you're strategizing, I guess, of like how to grow the podcast more or like seeing what episodes people are gravitating towards. It's really helpful insights. And I'm sure other platforms also have that in analytics side, but Buzzsprouts is really easy to understand. And I think in addition to all those things, we have our social media accounts. Um, and then we also started a website, mochasinthemeantime.com. <laughs> and out. we used Squarespace for that, which I would actually recommend. It wasn't Me the too. easiest though, when we it started took, out. It was a bit of a learning curve, I'd say. Yeah, I remember we were really frustrated at first, remember? It's somehow just sort of, you kind of just get used to it. 
kind of mm-hmm. like with GarageBand. But I, I would recommend Squarespace overall. Like it's very easy to create the account and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about how to like make a website with like domains and stuff. And we ended up paying a flat fee for like access to the domain name mocasinthemeantime.com. I think it's a yearly thing to pay for. Yeah. So that's another thing to consider. Um, it's not fully free for that, but we thought that in the end, if we wanted to expand to a blog and so the website really made sense for us, but that was more of a later on addition to the podcast. I don't think you need one starting out fresh. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um, and then also there's a lot that went into just, like our theme song and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like thinking about royalty-free music you can purchase is really important, I'd say, because then you just have access to that track um, and you don't yeah. have to worry about any sort of legal issues with it. So um, yeah. We'll yeah, link have- the website we found our jingle in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you have, what else would you think to tell people about? Um, I guess, I mean- Again, like I think social media is really important with promoting the podcast that you make, like having an Instagram page or a Facebook or both. Having an email is nice too, Um, especially later on if you're hoping to like invite guests on. We just use that email. We both have access to it and it's really easy to email, you know, future guests in a more professional way than just like my own email. So yeah, um, that's something that's really easy and free to set up just a Gmail account. We have creating like a little logo for your podcast. We, I would say if I'd recommend Canva for people that are not at all, don't know anything about graphic design. It's very, very user-friendly And there's a lot on there for free Um, because I was in, I was finishing up school when we were creating the logo and I had access to Adobe InDesign and Photoshop. So I used that to create our logo. Um, So I'd say if you have any graphic design skills, Adobe is always good. Yeah, I think just having all those logistics taken care of before jumping into the meat of your podcast is helpful because it's easier to just have it all done and then just focus on the content versus posting and then being like oh we should probably make a Facebook and oh we should maybe add a song later on it's just already professional and set up right from the get-go you know yeah yeah I I'm really happy that that's how we went about it do you have anything else Sarah no, I don't think so. I do want to know, though, if you have a caffeine fix of the week. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's another new thing that we're starting if you're new here. So for my caffeine fix of the week, I just wanted to shout out this really cool place. Um, if you guys are from Illinois, Chicagoland, it's called Ethereal Coffee. It is in Woodstock, Illinois which is a really cute town, maybe an hour, hour and a half outside of Chicago. 
And I went there this morning with my parents Ugh, and we went love to the that farmer's place. market. Yeah, it's really cute. It's where Groundhog Day was filmed. If you've seen that movie um, for reference, mm-hmm. it's a really cute town. And there's this really good chocolate shop called Ethereal Chocolate. Um, and they also have um, food, alcohol, coffee drinks. As well as, Mm. of course, they make like these artisanal coffee or coffee, these artisanal chocolate bars and truffles and stuff. Um, And I got a dark chocolate raspberry iced mocha and it was so good. It's like a dessert drink. It it was like very sweet and it was so delicious. Mm. So shout out to Ethereal. If you don't live near there, though, try a raspberry mocha or raspberry chocolate drink. It's so good with coffee. Yeah, I'm just excited to see what comes next. And in the meantime, um just, you know, stay tuned. You know, this was the season 2 finale, so definitely, you know, keep following us on Instagram and Facebook at Mocha's in the meantime podcast um where we'll be, you know, uploading reminders of when episodes are coming out and talking about our season three and you could always check out our website at mochasinthemeantime.com as well as our email podcast at gmail.com if you want to hang out be on our blog be a guest just hit us up <laughs> yeah right on the website there's a spot where you can contact us and let us know about those things and also leave us a review if you can as well, because that really helps us and gives us feedback about how we're doing and also spreads the word. So leave us a review, tell your friends about Mocha's in the meantime, if you're feeling it. And um, we really hope you'll all tune in for season three. All right. Well, peace peace. out.